Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, May 10th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And of course, I hope you will call me as well. You know, uh, this show is driven by you. Your questions move it along, make it interesting, and uh, make it interesting for me and everybody else. And we'll talk anything financial, anything you want to talk about, as long as it's in the financial area, we'll discuss it. Okay? And of course, our goal here is for all of us to achieve financial freedom and how to get there and and what steps are we, how long are you along, how far along are you on the path to that financial freedom? And you got to think independently. You know, you got to, you know, we're going to try to share all, everybody's success with all of us, but you got to, we got to think independently. We can't just, you know, buy into the crowd of what they're saying and that's true and just do what everybody else does. That doesn't work. You got to think about it yourself. Now, today in this area, I'm going to do my best to help you think independently. And I, that's why when I answer, even answer a question on an individual stock, I try to bring something into it that uh, is more general for everybody else, not just about that stock, but about that stock's characteristics with other kinds of stocks and whether that sector is any good or whatever. I try to give you more information than just the stock information as best I can. So our Anytime Listener Line is now open and you can call and ask your questions. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, so we're live right now. The number is 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T. My main talking point today concerns the recent market uptrends. Has it been shattered? There is some technical analysis that points to, yes, the move up has been shattered and we should see a correction. So we're going to talk about that. Well, you know, and we know that the what's happened this week is this month and this week, of course, is the worst month this year and the worst week of the year, too. And it's all about the Chinese trade talks that kind of are faltering a little bit. And the market expected it clearly to just keep going and be smooth sailing. And that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. Be really rare if it would, would happen. So there is that risk. Now, I don't find that risk so much. I don't think it's something that we should worry about, really. We'll talk about that more. It's going to be one of my talking points, by the way. Uh, how much will the te- te- uh, the the, uh, the tariffs, trade tariffs, cost us, really? How much will it cost us? In real dollars, how much will it cost the U.S. economy? Because that's what everybody's talking about. Oh, it's going to hurt trade. Well, let's let's try to work out some numbers, okay? That's going to be one of my talking points we're going to discuss today. Um, also, we're going to talk about the premium, KBP Premium Newsletter. We do that every Friday, as you know, a little bit. Give you a little, some little tidbits that's in it. I want to talk about the PPI and the CPI reports, consumer price index, producer price index. And finally, things you waste money on. You'll be surprised at some of the things I'm going to tell you you're wasting money on. So, I got seven of them. I wrote down seven. 
So that's what we're going to discuss today. The market ended up up. Did you see it was a, it was, this is a classic reversal day. The market was down, the Dow was down 330, 335 points, but ended up the day up 114. So by the end of the day, it made it all back. It was up 114 points. The NASDAQ was up six points and the S&P 500 was up 11. A all reversal day for those stocks. So that's kind of interesting because there's been no progress really that we know of about the trade talks that would cause the stock market to be, have a reversal day. So it did it on its own, didn't it? We'll see. We're going to see how that works out. Okay, 888-99 chart is our number. This is Friday, and I you know, always talk about the premium newsletter, so if you hold on for that. And I've got other all those other things I want to talk about. Now, how the, and the market was pretty good today, uh, that, that reversal day, as I mentioned. So, what was some of the news? You know, I like to bring out some of the news that came out. You did see that Uber came out uh, at IPO. The listed price is $45. You notice it closed at 41 In other words, the IPO price is $45, and it did not rise from the IPO price. I'm not sure why anybody wants to own Uber. They're losing billions of dollars, and they're probably going to lose billions of dollars more. And Uber and Lyft, you know, that went public, these kind of companies, I don't, where's their profits? Where are the profits going to come from? When are the profits going to come from? How? Uh, and I don't know if anybody has a good answer for that. So I'm not big on that whole Lyft, Uber sector area. I'm not. Look at the business model. It's a taxi cab. Okay. It's done very differently from taxi cabs, but the drivers and owners of the cars are losing money on every mile. I don't see how that's going to work out. Okay. You know that you know how much money Uber lost in 2018? Three billion dollars. Three billion, on revenues of 11 billion. Uh, they have accumulated deficit of eight billion. <laughs> Why would I want to own that company? I, I don't see. I don't see. I don't see the upside. Really, I really don't. And, of course, the trade dispute this week was on center stage, and that's why the market was so volatile, and much of that volatility was the downside. And I can see that that's going to continue. I, I, someone asked me, well, do you think it's do you think they're going to have a deal? And my answer is yes, I do. And then said, well, when? And I said, sometime this summer probably. It could be later. could be earlier. But I know I'm not – it's not going to be tomorrow. This is negotiations. This is hardball, everybody. This is both countries. You think the Chinese don't know how to negotiate? Of course they do. And they're playing hardball. So is Trump. It's as simple as that. Nothing surprising. And as you can tell, there's always interesting news, always good news to talk about and read about. But first, let's go ahead and start the show with a call. We'll grab a listen line call, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve or Justin. Just wanted to get your opinion on the stock Activision Blizzard, ticker ATVI. Just wanted to see if you think it's hated enough yet to get in. I've read articles about gaming and how it's going to be really big, and, and this Activision Blizzard is going to be a big player in it, and it's been dropping. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Thanks a lot. 
Okay, Activision Blizzard, uh, symbol ATV is in Victor I, publishes interactive entertainment software and peripheral products for consoles, handheld devices, etc. It's a $35 billion company. It's not small, it's big. Uh, the issues you have with it are it has, you know, the last four quarters, two quarters the sales grew and two quarters the sales shrunk. And it grew 1%, then shrunk 7%, then grew 17%, and the most recent quarter shrunk 7%, the first quarter this year, on sales. Earnings are going to be down 21% this year before they bounce back up 19% allegedly next year. That's the estimates. So we'll, And, of course, whenever you have something erratic, usually the stock prices follow suit. It's not nearly as consistent up or down. But I will say this, it looks like it's putting in a very long um, base. Uh, so this $46.02 a share, I, I think that's probably a good price, but don't think it's cheap. We're gonna make $2.56 next year, so you're talking about a PE of, you know, what, 18, 19? That's not cheap. Turn equity's very good at 20%. Not very much debt, which that's is good too. Um, and so this, you know, a 40, between 42 and 46 is very strong support. So I think, I think this is probably a good buy point. If it breaks below the low it made in February, you probably should get out. That would be my suggestion. Now, I don't know about what new games they have coming out, and that would be something I would really want to look into if I was thinking about buying it. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. I've already set a date for my return visit to San Jose. As you know, it's June 12th. I meet with listeners and clients and whoever wants to sit down and talk to me. And for new clients or new listeners who have never met me before, we do a, a no-cost portfolio review and consultation. Usually we talk about your financial situation. And if I can help you, great. If we can manage your funds, great. If we can't, we can't. That's okay. Still would love to meet with you. So, give me a call. You can call. You can go to investtalk.com, send me an email, or call the 888-99-CHART number and leave a message. That's how you do it. It's pretty simple. Anyways, we're open. We're live. Live calls right now. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. The weekend is here or almost here for most of us. If you've been following the market swings, you understand how important it is for you to have Steve and Justin's guidance. And right now, you can get your questions answered if you call the Invest Talk Anytime Listener Line, 888 99 Chart. 888 992 4278. Of course, there's a lot, you know, I put out the newsletter every Friday. You know, and there's it. It's about two to three pages, a short video clip, and I always started off with the you know the market uh, conditions out there, what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the stock market, and of course, you know, uh, obviously I talked about this week's trade issues. You can't you can't ignore that because that's what drove the stock uh, down most of the week. Um, and I mentioned that last week we had a massive uh, release of economic numbers, but this week not so much. Actually, and see, earnings season is pretty, pretty much done, so it left us wide open for whatever happened in China. And a lot of bad, you know, it, it was perceived to be bad news. Uh, 
And that's what drove the market this week. Their economic numbers, not so much because they didn't have that much. Uh, in our portfolio management section, I talked about technical analysis. Technical analysis, everybody, is nothing more than looking at a, a year a chart and see watch the movement of the stock up and down. And we look at a one-year chart at the beginning, a daily chart for one year. That's the basic chart you look at. And so we we mentioned the types of technical analysis we use. Uh, some of them, because we use a lot more than we listed. I listed like four or five different things. Moving averages, exponential moving average versus a regular moving average, on balance volume, technical analysis, everybody. Anyway, accumulation distribution, that kind of thing. Stock ideas, a couple, uh, couple of interesting ideas, I thought. Uh, two funds that will help you uh, diversify away from the stock market. In other words, might go in the opposite direction of the market. So if the market goes down, they would go up. So mention those. In the Consumer Watch, I wrote about the daily occurrence of common consumer complaints. There are many consumer complaints happen every year, and I gave you some of the top few that people complain about. And hopefully there's a lot of useful information for you in that KPP Premium Newsletter. It's easy to order. You can subscribe directly through investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you can receive the full report every Friday in your email box. Okay, is it, and you know, I'm hoping that it will raise questions in your mind that you can call and ask or answer questions that you want to know about in a nice short format. Okay? 888-99-CHARTER is our number, 888-992-4278. So we're not going to have much economic news going forward. I mean, I'm sorry, earnings news going forward. We'll still have a few earnings report, but the bulk of them for the first quarter behind us, and it was a pretty good quarter. Better than most experts thought and better than they, you know, better than, you know, how they guided us down and so that the, the earnings can beat expectations. Well, it beat better than they thought. It was it was more impressive. Now, still, it wasn't that great compared to a year ago. But you know, uh, when you start making comparisons of just a couple of months ago when they were talking about it, it was much better. So it depends on your time frame. This is Invest Talk, everybody. We have already completed the second trading week of May. Can you believe that? For Invest Talk listeners, that uh, let me remind you that we are in this together. And I want to help you reach your goals of financial freedom. And we talk about it every day. So contact me or Justin Klein about our KPP financial services in Irvine, in Irvine, California. And now I'm taking your financial investment questions uh, live. The number is 888-99-CHART. You're listening to Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be? You can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to John in Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Thank you. I uh, wanted to ask you about energy transfer partners. Um, okay. I'm wondering if the dividend is sustainable. I think it is. Uh, and the reason why I say that, this okay, energy 
transfer partners, everybody, ET is a symbol, engaged in natural gas, midstream, liquidation, transportation, and storage business in the United States. It's a $15.11 stock. Um, and it's going to make a dollar sixty this year and a dollar fifty next year. So on fifteen dollars, making a dollar fifty, that's you know ten percent, and they're paying eight percent yield. So they have they're making enough earnings to pay that eight percent. Okay, because they're making ten percent on the on based on the price of the shares. So they have that, and the and the, and the cash flow is actually a dollar eighty four, better than the actual earnings. So I'm thinking that they, yes, they can maintain that dividend, huh. and that's the only reason why you buy one of these is the dividends. It's eight point one percent. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they can pay it. Okay, John. Okay. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Thank ET. ET, everybody. Thank you, Energy Transfer Partners. So I think they can maintain that dividend. You know, the stock price will not skyrocket. This is you don't buy this for uh, uh, appreciation of the stock price. You buy this for the dividend. And you collect the 8% and you'd be happy with it. You know, that's what it pays. Okay? 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. So why does the, why do some technical uh, analysis tell us that the uptrend is over? Well, there's tons of technical analysis out there. And what, you're, what we see is an upward moving wedge. They call it a wedge. And that's where if you draw trend lines from the bottom of the movement and the top of the movement, they're, they're, they're start wide and they get closer and closer and closer to each other at the top of the two trend lines. Draw them from the bottom of the trend and the top of the price. So it makes a wedge. And we made a wedge starting last year almost in the middle of the year, all the way up until about September, December, and the wedge broke down. Okay, then it started a new wedge from the low made in December, started a new wedge up, and it's really very similar to the one made last year. So they're technically, they're saying, well, this wedge is, is doing the same thing the last one did. It almost looks almost like a mirror image. Therefore, it's going to break down. Now, I want to tell you, technical analysis is not a science. It's an art. No one really knows. Don't They, they could be totally wrong, but it tends to be true. Tending to be true means it's more true than it's not. That means 51% or more. So, 51% versus 49%. Okay, it could be that tight. Then it could be wrong. So I just don't want you to get carried away thinking just because one technical analysis is pointing to a, a wedge formation that generally breaks down, that it's going to actually happen that way. And who's to say it'll break down as much as the last one did, which it broke down 10% from the top to the bottom. Uh, and I will say this, that would be a normal correction. Okay, so and we're due for it. So we had what a two percent correction this week, and uh, the S and P and the Dow, and a three percent in the Nasdaq. That's not much of a correction. But I remember a number of years ago, coming out of the deep recession, a few years in, into that recovery, that that's all we got was two and three percent corrections for for a couple three years. <laughs> you know, so it can happen. 
I just don't think we're done with this correction. We are done with it if all of a sudden there's an agreement on the trade deal. I mean, we will be done with this correction for the short term. So that's why this technical analysis is pointing to that, that uh, weakness. Let's talk to Chris in Walnut Creek. He wants to talk about Disney. I like Disney. Go ahead, Chris. Hi, uh, Justin. I thought it was uh, RSP. I thought it was uh, Disney. Uh, Justin was uh, earlier, but anyways, um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, Disney. I'm not trying to get in, in it yet, but what do you think? Um, you know, would you take a position I think, anytime soon after the correction? Or well, Disney made a long, a long months back all the way to like I don't know, shoot. Last October moved sideways, right? Then it peaked down a little bit during the softness and kept moving sideways. And then just a month or so ago popped up on great earnings, our great uh, prospects with a new movie coming out, that big, you know, in-game movie. Yeah. Uh, they came out with earnings a couple of days ago. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I don't remember. But anyways, uh, their their earnings were, in the, were very good, even though there was some part of it that was not as good as they hoped. But you gotta look in the. You're looking when you're investing in Disney. You want to look at what's coming out, and there are movies coming out. I think are going to be some big blockbusters coming here. So I think for the next year or two, Disney looks like a good solid bet. Uh, it's at 20 PE, 20 PE. Uh, but I think their earnings are actually going to start accelerating. So it, you're, I have had Disney in my 401k for years and years, and I, I'm still going to keep it. Still going to keep it. Appreciate the call. Monday on Investop, people who cannot distinguish between needs and wants are on the wrong retirement path. 16, well, I'm going to talk about that today, guys. Uh, that's one of the things I want to talk about. Uh, money wasting. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. 888-99-CHARGE is the number. Overall, I feel pretty good about our investment decisions. But there are times I wonder if our current 401k plan could be doing better. I mean, which funds are the right funds for me, for us? You're listening to someone who could benefit from KPP Financial's active 401k program. I can't spend all my time following the market, and I'm sure it would certainly be a big help to receive advice based on real data from unbiased advisors. The active 401k program features math-based models to guide you in and out of the various investment options in your plan. KPP monitors and advises. You take action. With the active 401k program, KPP clients immediately see current investment recommendations configured to match their personal plan preferences. Active 401k. Okay. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. The great thing about achieving financial freedom, you can keep working if you want to, but you don't have to. And here's more good news. KPP clients who are active 401k subscribers will receive a complimentary subscription to the KPP Premium Newsletter. Each Friday, Steve Peasley writes a market action and trend newsletter that serves as a quick summary of the week that was. It also includes stock ideas, portfolio management information, and consumer finance tips. So enroll in the Active 401k program and also get the KPP Premium Newsletter. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. 
It is official. Steve Peasley has set a date for his return to San Jose, California. Yes, Steve will meet with listeners in San Jose on Wednesday, June 12th. He'll conduct his no-cost portfolio review consultations. If you set an appointment, Steve can look at your investments and then provide individualized and optimized advice. This is the kind of unbiased guidance you'll need to help you achieve financial freedom. You can register at investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk, and we're taking your calls now. Step up with questions, 888-99-CHART. Okay, 888-99-CHART. Let's talk to Madhu in San Jose. How you doing, Madhu? Uh, hi, uh, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, can you give a suggestion on this talk? C-E-S-H, Cognizant Technology Solutions. Okay, uh, headquarters in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, provides custom IT consulting technology and outsourcing services for companies. It's a $34 billion company. It had a really, really bad couple of days. Went from 72 down to 60 in like one day, uh, one and a half days or two days, I should say. Um, and that was probably earnings. And so now for four or five days, it's been turning sideways for all this week. When the market was down, it was not. That kind of tells me that maybe this is the, uh, the, the di- end of its fall. Well, what do the numbers tell us? Well, they're going to make 393 this year. That's down from 445 last year. and But it's going to bounce up next year, 434, and it's a $59 stock. So the PE is going to be about 1314, and that's a pretty low PE. So the, the sales are growing between 5 and 8% the last four quarters. So it's a decent grower, decent numbers, good return on equity, and and this got beat up. So, I mean, you could wait a couple of weeks and see if it continues to what we call base, Madhu. Base means the stock going sideways. Uh, you like to see a stock go sideways for a while and then start to break up before you buy because that sideways movement tells you that there are buyers being coming in and there's support right at that price. So um, I, I think I would still wait a week or two, especially in light of the market's been weak this week. Uh, but this stock hasn't been weak. It's done okay for this week. It just got beat up badly from earnings reports. So I like the stock. I like the price. I think I'd just be patient before I buy it, though. Thank you for the call, Madhu. Thank you. The great thing about our Anytime Listener line, it never closes. So here's a question that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hey um, I had a question about oil. I've been following inverse ETF, velocity ETF on it, ticker symbol GUSH, G-U-S-H. And I wanted to just see how you guys feel about the oil industry moving forward. It had been looking up for a little while, um, but past few weeks, it's uh, kind of been dipping off. I wanted to see if you guys think I should hold on to this, continue to hold on to this long-term. I know Justin mentioned on one of the last shows about these velocity indexes as being trading vehicles. I think I've been holding on to mine for a little bit too long. Also, another question about just how to best track the oil industry in general. If you guys know of any platforms or daily information tools I could use, that would be greatly appreciated. 
look forward to hearing about it on the show. Thank you. Gush, G-U-S-H, it's the one of the directions ETF, direction funds. It, it tracks S&P and oil and gas uh, industry, and it's 300% leverage. That's why it's a trading vehicle. These things that are leveraged, one, 200, 300%, you know, you don't. They're not really designed to be a buy and hold kind of situation. This is an ETF seeking results from 300% of the performance of the S&P Oil and Gas Exploration and Production Selection Industry Index. Okay, that's what it tracks. So, what do you track, or how do you figure out what's going on? And how I do it is, I watch oil prices. I, I actually look at the prices, and then I listen to the oil supply numbers coming out that is released out of Washington all the time. Uh, to find out what direction oil. Now you have to remember, um, oil does very good when we are when economies are growing, world economies, not just our own. World economies are growing. Uh, they don't do so good when they're in recession, and so then you have the in between times. Um, I I'm not really bullish on oil. I'm really not bullish on oil. Uh, we we have a a, a dynamic in which electric cars are becoming more and more and more popular. Even though they're a tiny fraction of the industry, they're not using oil and gas, right? They're not using gasoline. Uh, even though it's a tiny fraction of the entire fleet, and it's going to remain a tiny fraction for decades, probably, um, it's going to be a slow process. It is changing, and you do realize that the demand in the United States for for uh, gasoline has been going down in the recent years, so I'm not, you know, I'm not keen on this sector. But this is—it's a 300% leverage. It's a trading vehicle. You get in and you get out. You take a, you take advantage of short-term trends, um, but it's not a long-term hold kind of thing. Okay, gush. G U S H is the symbol. Gush. PPI and CPI, producer price index and consumer price index, okay? These these are about the only really economic reports that came out besides, you know, the jobless claims that comes out every week. Um, and for April, okay, for April, uh, the PPI, producer price index, that's at the wholesale level, uh, came in at up two-tenths two of one percent. They expected to be up three-tenths of one percent. And then for the month before, March, it was up six-tenths. So it went from six-tenths down to two-tenths. For the PPI, PPI, <coughs> it went from up uh, went up three-tenths of percent. Last month, it was up four-tenths of percent, and they expected it to be the same. If you're talking about the core products, consumer price index, core, that throws out like uh, gasoline, food, things that you know, uh, and uh, transportation. Core was up one-tenth of one percent. They expected it to be up two-tenths, and the month before was up one-tenth. So, absolutely no inflation on the PPI and the CPI. Is there inflation? Well, there is some inflation. I mean, look at housing. You can't avoid that. That's inflationary. All the prices going up. But at the numbers that the Federal Reserve are looking at, uh, there's not much inflation. Not much inflation at all. Matter of fact, it's something you don't need to worry about. It's when they start going up, and these are very low numbers. 
So I don't think the Federal Reserve should be worrying about inflation. I have said that for several years. The time that they're raising rates and they t start talking about, well, they're worried about future inflation. Uh, I never thought there would be much inflation. You know why? Because of what's going on in the world. You know, other places weren't growing nearly as strong as we were. So there was no inflationary pressure from them. China was slowing down last year. So we were not going to get any pressures from them. And that means most of Asia, you're not going to get any inflation pressures from that area. So why would we have inflationary pressures? Just didn't seem like, and we still don't have any. We have full employment. More, 7 million jobs available, and we still don't have inflation pressures. So I don't think we should, I don't think the Fed should worry about it, that's for sure. Okay, let's go to Shelly, who lives in Pennsylvania. How you doing, Shelly? Shella? Sheila? Hey, I'm sorry. Hi, Sheila. Sheila, yes. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, thank you for taking my call, and I love your show. I'm a brand new listener, but uh, your show is great, and thank you. Uh, I'm trying to learn. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did yeah, I think it's great. A friend of mine recommended uh -huh. your show uh, to me just like, you know, a couple of days ago. I've been listening, and it's oh, very, great. very informative. Yeah, and educational. It's well, thank great. Thank you. You want to talk about Iron Mountain? Yeah, I just read something, so I thought I want to get your opinion about it. Okay, Iron Mountain, Inc., everybody. I-R-M is the symbol provides uh, records management, data protection, and information distribution services. And I do like this sector. I, I kind of like this sector because, you know, provides data, uh, records management, data protection, and information services because everything is going to the cloud. I mean, massive amounts of data is going up into the cloud. So you're going to have to have management and record keeping and all that stuff of all that information. So I like this sector. Okay, now they are a uh, 8.9 or almost $9 billion company, so that's getting to be quite large. Uh, they're going to make $2.36 this year, $2.48 next year. Very consistent increase in earnings over the last five years or so. Uh, per, uh, sales, uh, they've been going up from 1% to 12% a quarter for the last two years. Most recent quarter, they were only up 1%. Uh, and, you know, that's a little disappointing to me, and that's probably why the stock fell sharply from 36 down to 33 in one day. That's 10%, by the way. It fell uh, close to 10% in one day, and here it is now at 31. So it's been falling, but for me, it looks like it's getting to be a really good price. The dividend yield is very high at 7.8%. Now, can it keep that up? That's going to be t difficult. I don't know if they can because this is why. It's almost 8%. 8% of $31 is $2.40, $2 plus. Okay, I'm just rounding off. They're going to make $2.48 next year. They're going to pay, and I doubt they're going to pay almost all their earnings out in dividend. That would be very unusual. So I think they'll probably cut their dividend. That's my guess. Okay, um, so don't buy it because of the dividend because it's not that kind of company. It hasn't been around long enough. It's not big blue chippy enough. Uh, and, you know, they don't make the money to pay that kind of dividend. So I would say uh, you might want to buy it because it's inexpensive, but don't buy it for the shit dividend. They have lots of support right around uh, $29.50, $30 a share. 
meaning that it probably won't go below that. It's at 31.35 right now. So I think it's a good company, Sheila. I really do, and it's a pretty decent price. I'm just worried about we're moving into summer, and it's the weakest time of the year for market stocks, that kind of thing is what I worry about. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you're making the right choices for your money. I really do, especially in your 401k, because it's super important for a lot of us, that 401k. And, you know, if, you're, if you need help, we do have a, some options for you. Uh, we call uh, at KPP Financial, we have a math-based mo math model called Active 401k that helps you pick whatever is and helps you pick your, your mutual funds, helps uh, uh, coordinate what positions you should be based on your risk tolerance, and it decides when to cut back, when to be more aggressive, that kind of thing, using your own funds. So I think it's something you might be interested in. It's called Active 401k Program. It's at investtalk.com under the Programs tab. You'll see it there. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. Managing multiple mutual funds, researching professional services, where to put your savings. If it's about money and if it's important to you, we want to know more about it. We're here for you. 888-99-CHART is how to reach Steve or Justin right now on InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So how much... Will the tariffs, this new 25% tariffs that went into effect today on Japanese on Chinese products, how much will it hurt us? How much? Well, there was an article today that the 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 tariffs at 25% for 2020 is going to cost us $29 billion, and globally it's going to cost $105 billion to our economy. This is according to uh, Oxford University. It's going to cost us here in the U.S., $29 billion and globally $105 billion. Do you know how much money we're going to make on the $200 billion products we're going to charge tariffs on? We're going to make $50 billion on that. Okay, remember, I just told you, the Oxford says it's going to cost us in 2020 $29 billion. But if we're getting a 25% tariff on $200 billion worth of imports... That's $50 billion we get to put in our pockets. Okay, so let's say the imports get cut down to a half. That's $25 billion. How, how, how does that hurt us? How much is that on our GDP if it costs us $29 billion? Three-tenths of 1% on our GDP for this year. I don't know. Seems like to me it's a good deal for us. I, I don't think we should worry about it. This is one of the reasons I've been saying. I don't think we need to worry about it. You know, whether they have this trade deal goes through or not, I think it will go through. But even if it doesn't, and we charge them, okay. <laughs> now, it's going to hurt certain sectors, and probably, probably the farmers, the farming sector is the one that's going to get hurt because we export a lot of food because we make a lot. And so I can see to China. So I can see that being the, mo the hit the hardest, but... You know, from an economic point of view, an overall economy point of view, it's much to do about nothing to our economy. It's probably much more to do about something to the Chinese economy, okay, but not necessarily to us. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here. 
and that is to help you achieve financial freedom and help you get to that point. And of course, our work always continues. We'll be going to be back. We have uh, we have one section left of the hour. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. Twenty nineteen has already been an exciting time for investors. The economy is strong. The markets are doing well, and you could be too. Start by taking advantage of Stephen Justin's unbiased investing guidance. This is Invest Talk. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your finance and investing questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Joe in Pleasant Hill. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing fine now, Steve. Thank you very much. Real quick, like I know it's getting near the end of the program. Um, when we compare, oh, I should say, when you compare, um, say, for example, uh, a, a, uh, an advisor who uses technical analysis versus an advisor who uses fundamentals and no technical analysis, uh, in your uh-huh. opinion, uh, which do you think will do better or which, which one has done better over the years? Minimizing losses the fun- in a down market uh-huh. and maximizing gains in an up market. The guy who does fundamental analysis would do better and can, has consistently done better over most lengths of time. Reason being is he's buying companies with earnings and growth of earnings, or you know buying companies at low price that are fundamentally sound. Where technical analysis is watching, all that is is looking back to see what it has done. Well, you know, it doesn't look forward on technical analysis. I, I think the smarter move and the one we use is you start with fundamentals. You make sure the fundamentals are solid, okay? Then uh-huh. you go look at the technicals. Okay. Okay, once you're comfortable with the company, you know it's a good company, it's growing fast, or it has a pay a dividend, it pays a dividend, it's solid dividend, it's been around for years, or it you know it's got a good business model and they make money, then look at the technical analysis and the technical analysis will tell you if it's you know pulled back to a good buy point or it's got you know it's breaking out. You know, it, it just tells you what's happening with the stock price and it helps you decide if you're buying it at a good price. That's all that does. That's what technical does. So don't 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 rely on technical analysis. Rely on fundamental first. Fundamentals are key. Joe, that was a great question. Appreciate it. Thank you. So everybody out there, fundamentals of the company first. You buy good, strong, solid companies. Now you can say, well, I want big blue chip companies pay dividends. Okay, that's a type of company you're looking at. Or you can say, I want high growth companies. That's another type of company you're you're looking at or you want a combination or you want value companies so, you know you can go on and on to talk the types of companies you want but that fundamental analysis is key you decide what factors are important to you and you buy that kind of company i can tell you and i've been warning you what to stay away from don't buy companies that don't make money there's no absolutely reason why you should buy a company like uber that lost billions of dollars, okay, I, I see no reason to buy that. When you can buy another company that's making billions of dollars, well, which one should you buy? Hmm, <laughs> buy the company that makes money. So to me, that it's not rocket science, it's just common sense. Will Uber succeed? It could. I'm not saying it won't, but I think its chances are a lot harder than a company that's already making money. <laughs> 
I can tell you that. Okay, things you should, you should not waste your money on. Number one, don't waste your money on tattoos. Do you know tattoos? Some of those tattoo guys get like $200 an hour for a tattoo. Remember, when you get my age, that tattoo ain't going to look so good anymore. And it might be in where right now when you're in your 20s or 30s, but it won't be in when you're in your 60s. You can't do a lot about it. Extravagant vacations. That is, you know, vacations can be super expensive or you can go camping. Much cheaper. You have to keep those vacations within your budget. Don't spend a ton of money on it. Okay, you're probably going to kill me about this. Colleges. You know, everybody thinks they have to go to college. You don't have to go to college. But I'm amazed that my nieces and nephews' parents sending their kids to out-of-state tuition colleges from the very get-go. Instead of a two-year community college and then transfer to a four-year college to get your degree. Why are you wasting the money? Makes no sense. So don't waste your money on colleges that way. It makes no sense. Um, credit card debt, expensive cars, toys, adult toys. I'm not talking about you know, the get your money out, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about toys that you buy because you want to play with some expensive thing. I don't know, a sports car. I don't know what it would be. And haircuts. Why would I, I, I don't have any hair, so I don't have to spend any money on it. But, you know, why do people spend so much money on it? Playing old haircuts, especially guys. Just cut the hair. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Please come back tomorrow. I mean, actually, Monday. Please come back tomorrow. I'll see you on Tuesday. Justin will be here Monday. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.